Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Realm of the Mist podcast. I am your host, Chris Rastali, and with me, as always, is my snake charmer from uh, Agrabah, or, I'm sorry, Alberta, Miss Venus Chan. <laughs> Kundalini Princess, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're uh, very young, so what's camel. Up, everybody? Careful, it spits. <laughs> <laughs> Be a camel trainer, <laughs> great camel, camel tamer. There you Spin go. in that direction, okay, Holyo? <laughs> All right. Well, this this one's not going to be a very long show because we only got three topics of conversation. I'll start off with the entertainment one before we go into anything else. Uh, Dave Mustaine, lead vocalist and guitarist of the band Megadeth, has been diagnosed with uh, throat cancer. He uh, has recently taken to on social media to let his fans know that the Megadeth tour for 2019 has basically been canceled. He is in uh, works with his uh, physicians. They are very optimistic about the treatment that they are using. They say that it usually has a 90% uh, success rate and that he hopes to be able to uh, uh, return very, very soon. Uh, until that point, they are getting set to release their follow-up to their album, Dystopia. So, I guess the biggest question here, uh, obviously thoughts and well wishes to Dave Mustaine and his family, but, you know, thoughts and all. Should he even try to continue on with something as as severe as throat cancer? Okay, um, just a blonde moment here. Is he like a singer in the band? Yeah, he's a he's a heavy metal singer of a band called Megadeth. Okay, <laughs> okay, I was gonna say I'm like, oh god, like I just find out the topics before. So, oh fuck, have a sleep still, obviously as always. But yeah, okay. Well, I mean, if you're gonna be a singer with throat cancer, yeah, go treat it. Well, no, I, I didn't mean about the treatment. I'm but like, like usually don't they end up like. Um, yeah, but, like, aren't most treatments, like, like they end up with the removal of the larynx or whatever? I don't know. I, I, the only thing the only thing he stated in, in his statement was that the doctors were hopeful and the treatment that he was receiving usually has a 90% success rate of eliminating the cancer. So it didn't say anything about well, whether they remove anything or if, uh, if it's, like, chemotherapy treatment or what the case may be. You know, um, it's just yeah, so we're like left in the dark, right? At this, yeah, because like usually, like if it's a tumor or something, like or like if it's an affected area, well, cancer spreads really rapidly when it's like exposed to oxygen. So, I guess the best thing would, well, not again, not being a doctor, but hearing about a few cases like this, like I guess the best thing would just be removal of the larynx, which is actually like part of your like it's your vocal cords. Which would, so, in turn, would destroy his career. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again... But, I mean, he'll survive, he'll survive, but, I mean, he won't have much of a career. Right. And and that, that was the question that I wanted to, to, to pose, was if, let's just say, for the sake of argument, they don't have to remove the larynx, they are able to stop the, the, the cancerous growth or eliminate it, either through chemotherapy or some form of, uh, you know... 
for lack of a better term, they, they suck the damn tumor dry and then just clip it off. Um, <laughs> and he, he recovers. Should he tempt fate and return to his career, even if it goes that smoothly? Um, yeah, if you're a singer and that's what you do and that's what you love. And I mean, obviously, if you're going to get to be a part, get to the part where you're like famous and, you know, you've honestly put in those hours and whatnot. So, yeah, tr definitely try singing again. <laughs> well, as, as a fan of Megadeth uh, myself, I, I really don't want to think about the day that like Megadeth can not perform anymore. But at the same indifference, I wouldn't want him to push too hard. I mean, the man is a human being. He's got a family, kids, you know, stuff of that nature. He needs he needs to think about what's best for them before what's best for us, the fans. And I think he's doing the right thing right now with canceling the tour, you know, and, and seeking the treatment that needs to be handled. But I definitely think it's something that he might want to sit down and discuss with his family as to the aftermath of after this. Well, I mean, like, your your throat is a muscle. Like, there's lots of muscles in it. So, I mean, they can, like, be repaired if they're, like, worked out properly. So, I mean, like, you, I, like all human beings are capable of hitting, like, an alto and, like, a, a, like, the super low notes. As long as you, like, practice with your voice and your vocal cords. So, I mean, he's, it's impossible. It's not impossible, but it's a lot of time, a lot of effort. But hey, if that's like the guy's loved singing, obviously, like he's made it to superstardom. So, I mean, I can't really see someone quitting, quitting. No, I agree. I, mean, I, MG, I agree with you on MGK that. MGK had no voice one time, and and he was performing like with no voice, and I'm not sure how that happened. But, anyways, apparently he did it. So I mean, lip syncing. There's a huge. Huge possibility he could do this. <laughs> lip syncing. A career of lips. Hey, it worked for Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, especially after seeing MGK being punched in the dick at a follow Boy concert. And he just gets up and he's like, wah! <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, you're not singing for real, but the, that was metal as fuck. <laughs> right. So again, but they all do it. I mean, they're performing live. I mean, imagine how many live shows they're performing all the time. I mean, it's got to take a toll on your voice, no matter how much you work out your vocals. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, as somebody who used to be a singer in a metal band, I mean, my experience obviously is nothing compared to somebody who, you know, is mainstream or had the career of like Dave Mustaine or, or James Hetfield, for that matter, Metallica. You know, where they're performing six, seven shows a week. You know, I was lucky if I performed four shows a month. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, four or five shows a month. They're doing six, seven shows yeah. a week. So, yeah, I definitely get that there's a strain on the voice. But one of the things that, like, uh, rock and metal singers are more known for than, than, say, for the sake of argument, pop singers, is they go raw. They don't sing to it they don't lip sync to a track more often than not they go raw and if it's a bad performance it's a bad performance but at least it was a real performance well i mean can we forgive the guy if he was like still performing and lip syncing i think megadeth that, that that's a hard question because metal fans are very fickle but i, I think i think he's earned enough respect in his career that we would probably give him a pass just to be able to say <laughs> we still see Megadeth performing. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't yeah, come like to I, that. I but... don't think it would be an issue like if you're some like rock legend, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think we would forgive Dave on that one because of the fact that it's Dave fucking Mustaine. You know, but <laughs> especially because, you know, he's a double hitter. Not only is he a singer, he's, you know, a hell of a lead guitarist. You know, so even if he's lip syncing yeah. the tracks, you're still getting, you know, raw performance of his guitar work, which, you know, top five of the modern musicians got to be, you know, <laughs> as far as lead guitarists are concerned. So, well, there we go. <laughs> But again, we here at Realm of the Mist Entertainment send out our thoughts and prayers to Dave Mustaine and his family for a speedy recovery and hopefully a return to his career. Uh, moving on. Yep, best of luck. <laughs> moving on. This one, this one gets a little personal, but we're gonna we're gonna uh, power through this one real quick because I know Venus wants to talk about the next one. Family court <laughs> systems. Not really. <laughs> Family family court systems, especially here in the United States, particularly in my city of Philadelphia. And I know it's everywhere else. It's not just here, but I mean, it, 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 it seems for my experience, it's been extremely predominant here in, in Philadelphia. And they're unhidden biased against fathers, against males. Um, like it's. I'm not exactly sure how I want to start this conversation. Um, I am a person who is a single father who, uh, you know, divorced, have three kids, two are still under the age of 18. I pay child support. I deal with the family court system all the damn time. They never want to work with me. They, they expect me to pay more than half my annual salary to child support with my incentive being 48 days out of a year in, uh, in visitations to which she doesn't even follow. The courts don't care that she doesn't follow it. I have proof. She's not using the child support money for my children. And I'm told that once it leaves my paycheck, it's none of my concern. It is literally like the system is completely rigged to not have fathers succeed or prosper to literally be a a co-parent to their children please tell me this isn't just me that notices this no (laughs) a lot of people notice this um see i'm like on the other end of the spectrum like (laughs) like the mom and like i actually went to go pick hold on I just grabbed my coffee and went outside. No problem. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. It's been raining here all day, and it's finally just stopped, and the sun is out now. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sit outside. <laughs> <clears throat> so, but I went to go pick up my kids, um, and they've been living with their dad since September. And he was they were actually supposed to be with me at Christmas time. And because his van was broken, right, he couldn't drive them two hours to get to the airport. Which was key, complete bullshit, because as I was calling him, asking him about this, he was driving his girlfriend to Timmins, <laughs> or like uh, to wherever the, they catch the, the, the plane. And um, so, like, it goes really both ways, like with parents. Like, parents are just fucking evil. And it all starts with the parents, because, of course, you know, you get the good lawyer, 
And, you know, the judge uh, likes him, whatever, blah, 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 blah. He's been doing his job forever, blah, 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 blah. It's really one-sided throughout the whole court system. Well, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation. Because, I, you know, Sorry. I, don't, I don't know if it was <laughs> Yeah, any... it's really one-sided throughout the court system. And it doesn't really matter, like, who does what or who. Sorry? Go ahead. Nobody, nobody stop. Go ahead. Fuck, I guess I can't sit I can't sit outside. I'm being swarmed by mosquitoes. <laughs> oh. I just, like, killed, like, six of them at once. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, like, really one-sided. You get the good lawyer, and you know what? You're going to win everything. And it, there's really no fairness in the justice system, right? There's there's really not. There's, there's very much a bias in the system. Um case in point uh, as as most people will probably know uh when when we went on a little bit of a hiatus not this personal hiatus but the recent uh recent hiatus before the the, the revamp of realm of misentertainment i had wound up losing my my job and i had spent five months trying to find another job um did the courts care that I lost my job? No, they still want their money. They didn't reduce my child support. They didn't give me a suspension of child support till I got on my feet again. They didn't care. They just allowed me to wind up in the arrears and wind up in the arrears. Well, I got a job. I started paying my child support again, and the first thing they wanted to do was drag me into court on two separate days. They couldn't do it at once. They had to do it on two separate days to tell me I'm in contempt of court for non compliance with child support and to demand not only that I continue paying my current child support payments, but to come up with an insurmountable amount of money by 90 days to clear the contempt charge to put towards the abuse. Knowing full well that it's That's prob- ridiculous. probably like, something that I'm not going to reasonably be able to, to gather together, at least not without help. <laughs> You know, and these are the things that like Philly yeah, courts should... do. And and I don't know if it's like this. You should totally else. fight that. Like I am. I am oh. fighting that. <laughs> <laughs> but you think I want to go to jail or something Ugh. because of the fact that they want more money than I make? Like when is when this a fair just judge? actually step in and say, like, look, you're unemployed. You're incapable of paying this. Okay, you know, even pay a portion of it, like 30% or so. Like, you over only live it off so much money, so obviously it has to be reduced. Like, aren't judges supposed to work with you regardless of what, you know, has been said or whatnot? Like, they're supposed to be on your side and, like, fair. They're supposed to be non-partial, non-biased. They're supposed to look at what is in the best interest of the child or children in the case, not the mother or the father. More often Which often than not, is pretty one-sided. They, yeah, more often than not, they don't. Particularly in, in liberal cities, they automatically assume that the best place for the child is the mother. Now, I'm not one to argue that point. That That's... that's relatively known that most children are best with their mothers. But the fact is, 
But the fact that shouldn't be limited to 48 days a year. That's the fact of it. Right. They shouldn't be <laughs> limited to 48 days either. a year and they should not be automatically dismissed as non-nurturing or better choice parents simply because they have a penis. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just going to lay this out there. For the most part, I have seen a lot of moms do a lot better with their children. And then I have seen fathers. And not to say that I've seen fathers do bad. It's just mothers typically tend to do better with their children. Um, you know, um, like I've seen men like use their kids. Well, I've seen both parents, like both fathers and mothers use their kids as like, you know, to get boyfriends or girlfriends or, you know, uh, stay in relationships with people. Because, oh, our kids are the same age. And it's like, well, no, you guys just want a bone. And I mean... <laughs> That's pretty much all it is, and you're using your kids as, like, fucking, like, toys or schemes to get what you want, and that's not healthy for them either. Mind you, like, these women that I that I know that you're talking about, or that I know that you're going to be referring to at some point, like, that use their kids as leverage for everything, like, leverage for money from the father, leverage is owning your life, leverage is stuff like that. I mean, they're, they're not the healthiest either, but, I mean, when you have, like a sane thinking person <laughs> who actually cares about their kids. Yeah. Typically it will come down to that. The mother does a better job. And I'm not disputing that more often than not. The mother is the more stable, uh, provider emotionally, sometimes financially, but mostly emotionally. I'm, I'm not disputing that. My, my issue isn't the fact that there is, uh, you know, that, that, that mothers are, I'll say 75% of the time, I'll, I'll go that high. 75% of the time, the mothers are usually the right choice as far as like having the, the, the I'm going to go with 65% actually. Okay. That's fair enough. But, uh, but you know, uh, as far as like, like saying no, the like main there are custody, terrible fucking women out there. Well, that, that's my <laughs> point. Like every and, father and, like, in, in, in divorce and, and separation where children are inver- involved, Fathers are automatically looked at as deadbeats, whether they even are deadbeats or not. And I'm not saying there's not deadbeat dads out there. Oh, absolutely there are. But the problem is, is there's just as many deadbeat moms, but nobody ever considers that. But you see, you could have involved parents with most custody, and they could still be deadbeat parents because, you know, they're not involved with their children's lives. They're not giving a shit about their children's lives. And that happens, like, in both ways. Like, why are judges, like, just, like, being prejudiced towards um, having a, a mother win? I mean, like, are, like are the facts even presented about this and that, you know? Before, like, there's even, like, money involved. Well, the problem is, is that's all they care about is the money. Let's be fair. They don't care about the, the actual well-being of the child because judges, the court system, they get a bump for child support. They do. That's why once you're in the system, you don't get out of the system. At least it's here in the United States. They do. They get. It's the same deal as like say say for the sake of argument, you were arrested for domestic violence, and the first thing that they do uh, with with something of that nature is they turn around and they tell you, well, you got to go to anger management. Well, guess what? That judge who sentenced you to anger management owns that anger management course that you have to pay for. So guess where that money goes? Right in that judge's pocket. It's a scam. Well, this is making more sense than right. <laughs> it has nothing scam. to do with any of that. It's who's making more money. Yeah, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Because 
like that's all it is is you know you're paying this much to the system every time you show up in court you have to pay a lawyer every time you show up here you have to pay this you have to pay that so wow <laughs> this makes me think like parents like don't go through the court system unless you absolutely have to like if you even give gave two shits about your their children's other parent stay out of the court system work it out like <laughs> Be not that hard. Be reasonable. I mean, I, I'll speak to it. Exactly. And I, and I had it. And I had an ugly divorce. I'm not going to lie and say that it was sunshine and roses. I still don't get along with my ex-wife. But to take care of my children, I would bite the bullet and work 50-50 with her in every which way I could. I don't because she decided she wanted to be greedy and make sure the court system made sure I paid child support and everything else. So you get what the court ordered. That's all you get because I'm told by under penalty of jail time that if I do more, I will go to jail. Have you ever seen that story Fuck, of a guy gonna... who paid too much child support and was arrested for it? No. Yeah. Why there don't was... you like that? That there... happened. That was a couple years ago, but yeah, there was a guy who came into some money and wanted to make sure his kids were taken care of. So not only did he pay his child support, he went out and he spent a bunch of money on his kids, bunch of money that benefited the mother too. Courts caught wind of it and arrested him. Wow. Wow. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? Like you're paying taxes money you can do what you want with it and they're gonna put you in jail for that how how weird does it come christmas time I, if santa claus brings my kid a nintendo switch and i could go to jail because santa brought a nintendo switch <laughs> like what the fuck how i'm just sitting that? here like i like I, I can't even stop laughing over this thought of this like <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Seriously, down in the comment like, section down, down below, guys, I'd love to hear your stories, especially if you're a single parent who had to deal with the court system. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to hear necessarily like he was an asshole or she was a bitch or whatever else. I want to hear how the court system handled your particular case. Those are the, those are the stories I want to hear. So definitely in the comment section down below, guys, yeah. let us let us know what your experiences with the family court systems in your city, in your state, in your country, and how it compares to what I'm describing here in Philadelphia. Okay, so in Ontario, okay, so this is my story since we're here. Okay, so I had to go through a custody. Yeah, so I had to go through a custody um, battle, and like it was it was so stupid. Um, like, we, we could have worked this out out of court, and we actually did work it out out of court, which makes it even more stupid that the bitch card that my kid's father played, um, he went to every single lawyer in town. So it would be a conflict of interest for me to hire any of them. And he, like, honestly, like, I had no fucking legal rep representation when I ended up going to court. So much of the bitch card he played. So I had duty counsel that would change every single court date because they didn't have a choice but to represent me. And anyways, we ended up going to mediation and we did 50-50 uh, out of court. But like, I understand when some guys have to go through with, with like bitches and stuff. 
because I had to go through something similar. Like, and it's not even like, you know, it's supposed to be a fair system, but then you have someone who's like, no, I'm going to go see every lawyer. So you can't get proper representation. So you have to abide by my rules and do what I say. And that's the type of shit I had to go through. It, it, it absolutely saddens me because the, the, in the end of the day, and like I, I'm not looking for pity or woe in, in, in my struggles with the family court system. If anything, I'm trying to raise awareness because to my mind, it doesn't matter what I suffer. It doesn't matter what Venus suffers. It doesn't matter what my ex-wife suffers or what Venus's ex suffers. What matters is this is supposed to be for the benefit and well-being of the children and somewhere along the lines the family court system has completely lost sight of that and that is something that needs like unequivocally no room for error that needs to change There's yeah like it like men stop. and women like clearly <laughs> men play like yeah like clearly men do play the same thing that women play and it's like buddy like I would have been fine with 50-50, and you have to go and, like, fuck everything so that, like, literally, like, I get, like, this biggest shit end of the stick, so what, you could have 50-50 custody. <laughs> like, why do people even do that shit? Like, the shiesty shit people pull while going through court, and it, it all, literally all comes down to money. It all comes down to child tax. Like, he threatened me that if I didn't let him have all the child tax from the government, he would take me for child support on top of this. Yes. And I didn't have a proper lawyer to represent me. So, obviously, like, <laughs> to be threatened with that, well, fine, take it all. And it, it's technically illegal when you're taking it all and you only have your kids half the month. You're only supposed to be getting money for half that month, whether or not the other parent gets it. So... That would make sense, and that would be fair, but, of course, they don't think of it that way. But, you know, I saw a meme on Facebook uh, by a father's rights movement thing, and it, it made perfect sense to me. But this is literally the mindset of the family court systems, is that, you know, I'm allowed to raise my stepchildren while some other guy... Uh, my stepchildren who is the father of those kids are raising stepchildren from the father of some other kids. Why is it okay for us to raise stepkids, but not our own? Right. <laughs> like nobody has an issue with, with somebody like me raising Venus's kids. If her and I got together, but for some reason I'm still oh. only allowed 48 days with my biological children. Figure that out. Well, that's a whole breakdown of the family right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I honestly don't agree with this, like, one-sided bullshit. Like, you both have kids. You're both responsible for them. Now, I understand, you know, okay, like, if, like even if you're married to this guy and this guy is, like, away working and paying to support you guys, okay, you know, or it didn't work out with this their kid's father and he's away working because he knows he still has to support his kids and stuff. I have no issue with that either. Like, he knows you're a good mom and he's off doing whatever, like, hey, why not? But that's a personal thing, and that should be left out of the court again. Because if it works, it works, right? Like, why fix what's not broken? Well, see, that that's that's the point, is that the, 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 the best interests of the children should be the top priority of any family court system. If you cannot come to agreements outside of the court and you have to bring it to the court system, the court system should automatically be looking at each and every case, not only an individual status, but they should be looking for 
complete and total shared custody between both parents, 50-50. Unless there is irrefutable evidence that this would not work, i.e. the guy's a child molester or she's a drug addict or something, you know, something of that type of, of issue which would change that dynamic. But if you have a caring mother and a caring father who, even if they don't like each other, still love their fucking child, then they shouldn't be punished, nor should the children be punished, simply because it didn't work out between mom and dad. Yeah, like, in my opinion, people should just be doing mediation. Mediation is still legally binding, but it does favor both parents more than it does, like, for, for one parent. And, you know, it's, it's a simple process. You meet with your lawyers, and you have someone in between, and you say, well, I want this, I want this. Okay, well, can we agree to this? Yeah, sure, no problem. Okay, here you go, sign the document, and that's it. It saves you so much money in, in court, and saves you so much money on lawyers, and you're still stuck doing whatever you do, but, you know, you sit there like human beings and two adults with someone both on your side and a mediator in the middle. No, I, I agree with that, but sometimes you get people like, again, my ex-wife. If you put it in her mindset, she would take every dime I make, and it still wouldn't be enough. She would demand that I get a second job. And give every dime from that job as well. I don't need yeah, sleep. I don't need a I, roof I over totally... my head. Like, she is that type of person. If you sit us in a room I with would... a mediator, we would never come to an agreement because she's greedy. I would just go to fucking jail and be like, you know what? See my kids when they're 18. I'm done with this shit. I'll live for free. Fuck you. Now you're on your own because no one's going to support you. And you know what? Right in your fucking face, bitch. And yeah, I'm putting my business straight out there. This shit's going to be up on YouTube and Anchor. You guys, I'm not going to drop the name of my ex-wife. I'm going to be I'm going to be at least that civil. But oh, there are women her. out there <laughs> like this. There's men out there like this too, okay? Oh, there so, is. But I'm saying <laughs> We both far, got both spectrums. Yeah. What what I'm saying is more specifically not necessarily to our normal listeners who are mothers, fathers, uh, you know, internet junkies or whatever the case may be i'm talking about i'm talking about whatever listeners that may be listening that actually are involved with the court systems in some way a court officer and uh uh district attorney a judge who knows maybe one of them will be listening to this and it's like look these people do exist and you're letting them get away with murder pretty much like your whole life is dedicated to one fucking woman who like literally shits all over you or to one fucking man who literally shits all over you. And like, I've seen people like lose custody battles because while they're going through court, the other parent will be like, Oh, well she's on drugs. And then she gets stuck with children's aid in three months. And it's in the, within that three month time, she's not allowed to see her kids. And so the court will rule in his favor. And it's like, dude, I'm not even on drugs in the first place. <laughs> He lied about that, and now I'm losing everything because of it. And, yeah, I've actually seen that happen. Well, see, that's a, that's another thing in family court. You know, in, in normal courts in the United States, there is a charge for perjury. If you lie under oath, you go to jail, except in family court. 
for some reason yep. they don't care <clears throat> that you lie they'll just go with it yeah, it's like, you know, and it's it's a typical thing. Like, if anyone's on drugs around kids, yeah, they're going to investigate. But now, okay, they find out, like, three months later that you weren't on drugs and you're a great parent and stuff, but, and, and you've lost custody in that whole time and you're not even allowed to see your kid. All uh, because somebody lied about you. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I mean, under the same circumstances, that my, my ex had children from another man. And they were, you know, while we were together, that they were my stepchildren. But of course, family court battles for the for the girls that way. And the ex, the the father of those girls, turned around and took pictures off of my Facebook account, or MySpace account at the time. That's how long ago it was. Of my band, to prove that I was a devil worshipper, a drug addict. And a sexual predator because of shock rock photos of me in a band in my 20s. <laughs> and I had to fight that. Wow. I had to prove I yeah. wasn't a devil worshiper. I wasn't a drug addict. And I certainly wasn't a sexual deviant. I had to <laughs> prove that. You're in a rock band. <laughs> Finally, I got before a judge who looked at the photos and said, this is shock rock, right? I said, yeah. Do you do it anymore? No, I gave up music to be a family man. <laughs> and he looked dead at the, uh, the, the ex and said, it's called promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, oh, the same, it's, sure. the same, it's the same as us uh, using vulgarity in our podcast right now. We don't do it just for the hilly nilly of doing it. It's not just shock value, but it is shock value. It, it's shock value because we want you to pay attention. And if, if the word fuck will make you pay attention, then we're going to fucking use it. You know, <laughs> By the way, there is a mature rating <laughs> on this podcast. When we're talking with adults, it's a mature show. It's <laughs> like it's specified mature content. Uh, it's made for adults. It's not made for children. Um, and I'm and I'm still thinking about doing like a, a show with children and like you know about their family dynamics and stuff, whatever. And it had to be said. Obviously, we're not going to be sitting there and like dropping the f bombs every two minutes. <laughs> no, no, we would have to make sure we, we can behave like adults, but. No, we would we would definitely have to make sure we don't. But uh, so yeah, I mean, the, the long and the short of it is something needs to change in, in the family court system. It's it's just it's not it's not set up for anybody to truly benefit and and better themselves or the family dynamic. Even a separated family is still a family. No. You know, um, and of course, yeah. of course, parents major, should be working together. And of course, major priority on what is in the best interest of the child, not the checkbook. Exactly. With that, like, do they give you um, children lawyers in the states? Uh, if you're talking like uh, public defenders, yeah, and I'd have better luck getting the uh, the kid who cleans tables at McDonald's. No, no, like, do they, do your children get a lawyer, like, representation in court throughout the whole court process and say, you know, this is what the kid wants, and, you know, we've observed the children in both habitats, and this is the best one for the child? 
I mean, you could you could request uh, like a psychologist to come out and and do the the, the uh, observations, but lawyers usually know that that falls under the uh, the parent themselves. Plus, it depends on the age of the child. Like my children are ten and nine; they're only now starting to reach that age where their opinion would even matter. See, because I had um, they, my children were given. Um, a lawyer, and they were like three and four, or two and three, or something. And they were given a lawyer, and they didn't get to like say, you know, this is what's best for us. But you know, they came out and they saw the children with like me, and they saw the children with their father, and then they gave their recommendation. And of course, the recommendation was you. Oh hell no! They said that I should never be allowed to see my kids again. <laughs> Did they really? Wow. Yeah. That's exactly what they said, and I'm like, wow, you guys are like fucked in the head, because I I moved into my I moved into this apartment at the time, and like I didn't have like a fridge, <laughs> and like I literally just moved in. I'm like literally just started a job, and oh, she doesn't have a fridge, so she's incapable of taking care of children. Meanwhile, I'm like, well, you know, like it's I live across the street from the grocery store. <laughs> I literally cross the street and I can go shopping every day. It's not that it's like I'm incapable of making food for my kids or anything. It's right there. So if I want chicken for dinner that night, I have to go walk across the street, grab a grab a good portion of chicken, and there you go. Right. And of course, it's not like you 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 spent months or even a year without a fridge. It's you just moved in and the apartment didn't have a fridge yet. I wasn't even there for a month. Hence the word yet. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, and fridges are expensive, and like you know, like like going through this, like I wasn't even getting any support. So now, I, and I was waitressing, so I'm making eight dollars an hour, and tips. And I just literally start this job two weeks ago, and you know, I'm like doing everything to bust my ass to have my kids with me. But, oh, it's not good enough because at this one moment in time, instead of checking back up and saying, you know, okay, now you're better off because I got a fridge like the week later. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to put. The, so it was fucking stupid. I'm going to put the third conversation on the back burner because we're I'm digging in here. And, and you know, <laughs> yeah, besides, <we're... laughs> besides the family court system, I'm digging in here because you just blew my mind on something. Canada must be completely different from the United States. You were a waitress and made $8 an hour plus your tips. Most waiters and waitresses here in the United States make something measly like 325 because they get tips. Yeah, well, see, the minimum wage here was like 11 something at the time, so it's $3 less. And which was fun because, you know, I was doing good. Like I was able to afford first and last month's rent from my apartment in like a few weeks time. And wow, I didn't have a fridge, which was totally fine. Cause you know, even lots of times I would do it at my mom's and everything. Right. And like they, they expect you to come up with everything all at once, all at once. I'm supposed to have everything in order. It's like, wow, you guys have like no fucking soul, no fucking humanity. Tell me anyone who can, like, all of a sudden wake up one morning and be like, yeah, my life's going to be perfect. And, like, their dad took everything. He took the fridge. He took this. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Okay, well, I guess, you know, I'm going to have to bust my ass and get everything. So, like, 
my parents were helping me out. I ended up getting a little beer fridge, like, in the meantime, which was not good enough for them even. And it's like, wow, like, you know, parents are busting their ass to do everything that they fucking can, and this is, like, how you treat them? Exactly, exactly, because I've gone through similar things. Uh, because of when I got my first apartment, with, with first dealing with this bullshit, they, they of course, inspected me, and like, you don't have any food. Well, yeah, why not? I only get the kids two days every 14 days. I said, the rest of the time, I live off of fucking ramen noodles, or... I eat at McDonald's or something because I'm on the road. I buy food when I have the kids. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. why would you I see buy, what blew why my mind I, even more? Why would I keep a whole bunch of food in my apartment to spoil and go bad and waste the money on because I'm not home to cook it? Plus, I'm a terrible cook anyway but i mean that's beside the point <laughs> i make a yeah like see like i worked in a restaurant so <laughs> see like i worked in a restaurant and my kids would be at my mom's like from like either the night before because i would have to work at i'd have to start work at five o'clock in the morning so i'd have to be up at like four or something so my kids would be at my mom's most of the day and we'd go there for supper and stuff like they weren't starving like they had tons of food and they'd be at my mom's there all day. My mom would make us dinner. Like, she'd get paid for babysitting. And then, you know, she'd make us, like, a meal on top of that. And then we'd have snacks at home or something. And then we, like, actually, what, like, when I was doing shifts like that, I would actually have to be staying at my mom's place overnight. And because, like, literally, I'd get off work at 2, work from 5 a.m. till 2 in the afternoon. I'd be tired. So my mom would let me take a nap or stuff. I was only 22 years old. So remember, like, like, this is like a huge burden when you're like 22 years old, like two kids and, you know, all this pressure on you and everything. Right. So we wouldn't have to worry about being at home and, and having all that. Or she'd send me with stuff, you know, at a microwave, at a stove, but we still wasn't good enough. Um, so being 22 years old and being incapable of taking care of my children, which I was getting tons of support in the meantime. Like, their dad was arrested when I was five months pregnant for my daughter for trafficking cocaine. <laughs> but he was a better parent than I was. Figure, figure that out. Figure, figure that out. Like, I, again, you know, we're going back, going back to the perjury in family court. My ex claimed that I was harassing her to get a protection from abuse order. You know what the harassment was? I told what? her she couldn't take my children to Florida. <laughs> wow. That if she did so, I would call the police. That was my harassment. That was what I did. And, and did I got she get her harassment order? And she got her harassment order. She got her for protection from abuse order. I spent 10 days in jail on a $100 bail. <laughs> and you didn't have the $100. I couldn't get nobody to fucking front it. I had the money wow. in my goddamn account. And you couldn't use your ATM card. I couldn't use my ATM wow. card. All I needed was somebody to walk over, pay the hundred freaking dollars. As soon as I got out, I'd walk over to the ATM with them and give it right back. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but, wow, the fucked up situations you end up in, eh? But the funny thing is, is I spent 10 days and had a year 
where I had to have particular areas for my children to be dropped off to to somebody else to give them to me on my visitations and shit on a lie on a lie that not only has marred, that not only marred my criminal record it was only a misdemeanor but it's still I've been arrested I've been to jail and I'm not saying I never did anything in my life that didn't warrant me going to jail but in this particular case I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you're all innocent in jail. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Everybody's innocent in jail, but in this particular case, in this particular scenario, me saying that you are not allowed to take my children I know, to, I'm Florida, you. <laughs> to Florida is not harassment. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. You that, ruined, yeah. You ruined my career yeah, like, and my States, life like, yeah. on a lie. Not you. The wow. And, and you don't even... No, no, I know. <laughs> it's like at the end of the day, like, wow, you do like, do you even have the money to pay for a lawyer to fight that? Like, no. It, like, wow, and you could have been working throughout those 10 days to pay someone, like, to afford a lawyer or something, but no. People are so fucking. Un- how do you? How does your wife sleep at night? Your ex-wife. <laughs> she. You know what? It, the funniest thing is, is like, all right, she. And the she, queen size bed. Yeah, she. Queen she, size pillow top mattress that you bought for her, right? <laughs> well, to, to give you the mentality of my ex-wife, I'll give you the mentality and one conversation that her and I had because I actually gave a shit about my marriage and I gave a shit about my kids and I tried to save the marriage even after finding out that she was cheating on me. That's what broke us up. She was cheating on me with the guy she's with now, by the way. And I tried to save my relationship (laughs) and everything else. I I tried to save my relationship. How does he feel like being a man? (laughs) Exactly. And I tried to save the relationship for the longest time until the divorce papers were finally signed because I, I, I failed. I could not save my marriage. And yeah, I was resentful of it. And she didn't like the fact that I was resentful of the fact that she cheated on me, that she moved her boyfriend into our home. We're trying to teach my children to call him daddy. She didn't understand. She, she, she was mad at me for having issues with this. And her main topic of conversation was (laughs) relationships break up all the time. You should just get over it. Bitch. Oh, so, <laughs> so with that, like calling other parents. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So with that, um, calling other parents, um, like mommy or daddy and stuff. So my kid's dad's girlfriend bought my daughter a phone for her birthday. She's ten. Okay. She buys a ten-year-old a phone, and my daughter's looking at me and she's like, "Mom, she said in the card to my daughter." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> yeah, to my daughter." And she's and I was like, "Well." I guess, you know, if um, your dad wants to have someone else, have you calling someone else mom, I'm like, well, I guess you could call someone else daddy. So she texted him that, and he's like, what the fuck? Just almost lost his shit. And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> it goes both ways, and you're making her feel uncomfortable. Like, that's not her mom. She has one mom. And how would you like it if she started calling someone else daddy, and he just lost his shit? But see, that that's the thing. Like, if... if... Say for the sake of argument, let, let, let's let's flip roles on on my re, my relationship issues 
uh, for a minute. And let's say that she and I divorced because we just we didn't work out. And she winds up finding a good guy. A really good guy. Takes care of my kids and everything else. My kids love him. It would it I'm not saying it wouldn't hurt my heart, but would I take umbrage to the fact that my kids decide to call him daddy because he's their stepdaddy? No, oh. I I really wouldn't. However, this motherfucker everything I need <laughs> to know about this motherfucker, you stepped in on another person's marriage. Yeah. I don't really want you around my children because I don't want them learning those types of behaviors from you. You see, that's exactly it. Like, like the the type of people you have around your children, like they are, they're going to affect your children. Like, if you're dating some trashy ass person, like your children are not going to be too appreciative of that. Like, they learn. So, if you have like a bad male influence around your children, what do you think? Like, your daughter's going to learn if he's treating you like shit. Like, she's going to learn that that's how it's supposed to be, and her boyfriend's going to treat her like shit, or your son's going to learn that. If he's treating her like shit, well, then he's supposed to treat his girlfriend like shit. Exactly. Because they're so impressionable at that age. Exactly. And I, the last thing in the world I want to have is, like, my daughter growing up thinking that it's okay that if you want to relieve a relationship, the best thing to do is cheat. No. I, I, see, how can, like, courts rule in the favor of parents like that? Yeah. Like, it's damaging towards children. Exactly. You know, and I mean, we could go into farther details of my personal life, which we're not going to do. But I mean, we're we're dealing with the family court system, not the the, the family dynamics itself. <laughs> but I mean, it, the, the fact of the matter is, is that these people like this is allowed full or sole custody and allowed to completely financially ruin their significant their former significant other unhindered the courts don't care because as long as they're getting their bump as long as their pockets are getting filled their coffers are filling up who fucking cares it's a money machine and it absolutely needs to stop On that note, I'm getting to the point where it's like you don't even trust the court systems. <laughs> I don't. I I don't. I I don't trust the court systems of of Philadelphia in any way, shape, or form. I really don't. And this is the reason why I've been dealing with this shit majority of my adult life. Don't forget, I have an older son wow. by by this woman too. And he was damn near an adult by the time her and I got married. So I was already in the system paying for him. Wow. Yeah, I was a dumbass, I know. <laughs> I did the math. Actually, I did the math. Let me let me give you an idea of, of what type of a money machine this is. I'm not going to go into details of how much I pay per child support or per month. But we'll say... For the sake of argument, here you go, here you go. Uh, I'll, I'll say I pay $1,000 a month in child support, all right? It's a nice round number. Times 12 months, that's a year. That is $12,000 a year. Now, let's times that by 18 years. 
200 or $216,000. Now, let's add my oldest child. So that's another we'll we'll go we'll go 125. Shit, hold on. Oh, and I fucked that up. Who even makes a thousand dollars a month to be able to spend? Like, <laughs> like wow. Like people at minimum wage don't, don't make a thousand dollars a month. You know, you might make twelve hundred dollars a month. How the fuck do you live off of two hundred dollars per month? Now, with the with the with the round number that I gave, that was for for, for two children. So that's why it was two hundred sixteen thousand dollars to raise them to eighteen, right? So that's why I, I gave yeah. a guesstimate of $125,000 for a single child, raising him all the way up to 18. By the time my youngest child is 18 years old, I will have paid this woman $341,000. Okay, where does all this money go to? Like, it does not cost that much to raise a child. Where is this money being spent? Actually, according to Google, give me a second here, because I looked this up earlier today having this like, conversation. You should buy a house that. What is the estimated average cost to raise a child to 18? All right. According to the 2017 report from the Depart- U.S. Department of Agriculture, the average cost of raising a child from birth to the age of 17 is $233,610. That's their census. That's what they base on. Is they think it takes that much money to raise a child. Now, let's say for the sake of argument that it does take that much money to raise a child. There's two parents. Split that in fucking half. Right? <laughs> if you can't afford to raise a child, should you even be having a child? Well, now we go back into the abortion conversation, and I don't want to go there. Well, No. <laughs> Just logically, like, why are we letting, like, permitting people who can't afford children, you know, like moms who just want to live off the system, have five different kids, collect $3,000 in in child tax, plus have them with all five different fathers so that they're getting child support from five different fathers, so that's another $5,000 a month. Why are we letting them have children? Because for some reason they'd like to have their constituents, uh, uh, under their control and thumb. Uh, dependency, that's the word I was looking for, in things like welfare. It's beneficial right, it's beneficial to the lazy person to be on welfare and have them, as many kids as they can, but there's got to be some sort of benefit to the city, municipalities, states, or, or federal government in return because why else would we allow that to happen? Right. And now we're going right, to tinfoil hat shit. society. Like, I know shit right there some conspiracy theories but you can't tell me that we're allowing them to drain our system just because there's got to be some sort of kickback that that allows the governments or societies to say yeah it's okay go ahead have another child we'll pay you for it you know like okay like it's not even reasonable to have that many children like i have two young children it wasn't impossible, but I used to pull my hair out some days because it was so stressful. <laughs> like, that's what normal parents do. And that's with two children. So how the hell do these women with five children not go completely insane? 
And, and you know, it's pretty sad, too. You see the state that these children are in lots of times, and they're not bathed lots of times. They're wearing dirty clothes lots of times. And this woman's getting paid to raise a fucking child, which is not even raising properly. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. And and it, this is this this falls under like shit like the Dr. Spock generation that everybody decided to read that bullshit and say, oh, okay, well, now you can't hit your children. You can't do this. You can't do that. And then, of course, the uh, technology generation, which were raised on television being the babysitter, which now it's computers, tablets, phones, blah, blah, blah. But essentially, entertainment is your babysitter. As opposed to actually taking your child and reading a book, teaching them how to play catch, working on a car with them, you know, stuff stuff like that that most normal parents would do with their children. I'll tell you right now, my youngest son, yeah. to, give, to give a perfect example, my youngest son is a video game fanatic. He loves Mario Brothers till all end. If you get him started on Mario Brothers, he will talk your ear off for the next four hours. But one of the greatest things that he <laughs> oh, loves... Oh, my kid, too. <laughs> but one of the greatest things my kid loves to do is simply go outside and have a catch with me. My daughter, addicted yeah. to the phone, but loves going to Penny Pack Park. Take him the fuck away from the technology and do things with him, and it means that much more to him. Well, it's not that they're, you have to take it away from them. It's honestly do something with them and stop giving them the technology to just fucking distract them from everything else going on around them. That that was my point. I'm not saying do away with technology. I'm saying instead of just handing them a phone, handing them a tablet or turning on Netflix, take them the freak outside. Teach them something or just do something with them. Spend time with them. That means all the difference in the world to a kid. Right, and we've got people that just sit there. And, oh, oh, what was it that I saw? Like Cardi B makes music for moms uh, who are looking for their next um, baby daddy for child support. Yeah, and I'm like, much. oh my god, yeah, I make money moves. Like, yeah, okay, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, if this is accurate as fuck, <laughs> it's a godsend truth. And maybe one day we can go into a conversation about like. Uh... The, the influences of modern culture on society, uh, particularly in entertainment fields of like music and movies. We could definitely dig into that conversation, but that would be a conversation for another time. Guys, we yeah, are reaching that we are reaching that hour mark. So Venus, why don't you tell them where they can find you and what you got coming up next now that you're back? Um uh well so we'll be doing at some point this week. <laughs> Um, it had to be said. Um, Tinfoil Hot Society, um, hopefully sometime this week again. Um, like, I know, like, the company's a little busy with juggling everyone else's shows and stuff. And I'm a little busy. As you can hear right now, I've got kids running around. I'm a little busy with them as well. And doctor's appointments, I'm last month of my pregnancy. So it's, it's a little bit of a hectic time. So um, shows right now are a little to be announced. Sorry, just give me one moment. <laughs> nope, no problem. While you're while you're doing that, I, I'll go ahead and just I want to give a congratulations to uh, Mr. Anthony Anthem, Mr. AKA, Mr. AKA, uh, who I want to congratulate him on getting his first sponsor for Delivery Brothers podcast. Uh, they they now have a sponsor. Uh, give me a second to pull that up. 
uh, on who it is. It is not any of this shit. Hold on. There it is right there. Grand Jerky is now sponsoring Delivery Brothers Podcast. I couldn't be more happy for, for one of the shows that, that fall under our, our company. Uh, Anthony, congratulations. Well earned and well deserved. So, uh, and send me some jerky, damn it, because I like beef jerky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like beef jerky? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, I mean, we, we, we should be recording It Had to Be Said and Tim Foyle Has Society this Thursday, I believe. Yes? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, Thursday was a day that worked for me. Right. All right. And, uh, um, go ahead. And yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Venus Chan, or Solar Nova, depending. Um, you can find me on my fan page, Love um, of the Mist uh, presents, it had to be said, with Venus. Um, then we've got on Instagram, Venus Uncensored. You can email me directly at venusuncensored at gmail.com. I'd give you all my number, but I mean, then I would have to change it. <laughs> Guys, don't 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 be um, too upset. She hasn't even Jesus. given me her phone number, and she works with me. Yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty much about it. <laughs> and guys, you can find me anywhere. Realm of the Miss Entertainment can be heard, whether wherever quality podcasts are heard or right here on YouTube. Make sure you hit that like, comment, subscribe, and especially comment because I want to hear your thoughts on this conversation. Uh, and of course, share this out to your friends and family, especially somebody who may need to hear it. Guys, thank you very much for hanging out with us, and I will catch you on the next Realm of the Mist podcast. Have a good night, guys. Hey, everyone. This is John Tolley, inviting you to check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and host Christopher Stolley discuss the news surrounding one of the movie franchises every Wednesday at 8 Eastern as we move the galaxy far, far away. Right here, Beth, and wherever I'm tired of her. <sighs> no, when you need a juice or mod, go to Vape Score. What's eight five Boston Ave? Philadelphia PA 19911 are fully known as East Coast Vapor. They have all your needs, all the equipment, all the juice, and hey, you're there. Sit down, enjoy. your own and just have the people so guys if you really vape or just want to try a locally uh, juice make sure you one six or give a call and make sure you let them know why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme does jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into why don't sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool and does everybody really want to be a cat I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it, we can overthink it. Think Think to to the the Brink. Brink. Available on all podcast platforms.